In the ring with Eusebius Merkaiser. Eusebius Merkaiser. So at the risk of shocking many of you, I actually deeply agreed with Thabo Mbeki for once in my life. I was watching the former president deliver a speech at a memorial event for Jesse Duarte, who had recently passed away. May her soul rest in peace. And the former president delivered what is supposed to be a pro-ANC speech, in which he was intimating that when we say, long live the spirit of Jesse Duarte, long live, that that statement only makes sense if there are certain practical realities that come out of it, demonstrating continuities between revolutionaries that have passed away and the legacies that are incomplete in the material world. Well, I'm not so sure whether the right conclusion to draw from his very usefully honest and clinical speech is that indeed one should continue to care much for the ANC. I mean, the entire speech for me was really an argument to get rid of the ANC, and I think a very useful starting point is to listen to how the former president critiques the current president, Cyril Ramaphosa. There is no national plan to address these challenges of poverty, unemployment, inequality. It doesn't exist. I'm saying to service, to serve the people, it requires that we, we, we address this. The Comrade President Cyril Ramaphosa, when he delivered the State of the Nation address uh, in February, that's why he said, in a hundred days there must be agreed a comprehensive social compact to address these matters. Nothing has happened. Nothing. Now, I think that clip is remarkable for a number of reasons, but the most important is a very simple one. When a politician makes a promise, you must hold him accountable. If a politician says within 100 days there will be a comprehensive social pact to address poverty, unemployment and inequality, you've got to ask yourself after 100 years, where is that social pact? And, as the president, former president points out, nothing happened. Nothing. Quote, unquote. The first part of that clip that you just heard, for me, is probably the most devastating, in which the former president says boldly, there is no national plan to deal with unemployment, poverty, and inequality. Now, set aside here any ad hominem impulse you might have. I've successfully done that. Maybe it's because it's Puza Thursday and I'm as happy as a not sober Pule Mabe. Um, I don't want to debate the legacy of the former president. Purely, the cogency of his words is what matters. And at the occasion of a memorial service, for a senior member of the party, for a former president to directly speak to the current president and hold him accountable, I think is remarkable and fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. In fact, former president Thabo Mbeki goes further. Have a listen to this clip. I think we can all see the growth of lawlessness in our society. It's very visible. Every day you see all of these terrible crimes being committed. 
the other day was it yesterday people with guns just marching to a supermarket in Pinoni and uh, broad daylight what are we doing about that the new general secretary of the South African Communist Party I think it was yesterday he made a very a statement that worried me greatly and he said uh, our leadership is failing to discharge its responsibility to lead he said the country is uh, on autopilot and went on to say that uh, one of his fears is that uh, when that leadership wake up, wakes up to these responsibilities it will be at the moment when the plane is about to crash we may differ with that statement but i think that it was made by general secretary of the party means there is something that is wrong we can't dismiss that's just dismiss that statement I think to honor the legacy of Comrade Jesse, these are matters that we have to attend to. One of my fears, comrades, is that one of these days, we're talking about this with Comrade Mohammed, we are going to have our own version of the Arab Spring. You remember what happened in Tunisia, in Tunis? when that Arab Spring started. There was a street hawker vendor who got abused by the police. They beat him up and destroyed whatever he was selling. And that got the country angry. That's how that massive uprising took place, started in Tunisia. It's because uh, the problems were brewing under the surface. They just needed only that thing, a little spark. I'm saying one of my fears is that one of, one of these days is going to happen to us. You can't have so many people unemployed, so many people poor, people faced with this lawlessness I'm talking about, faced with a leadership in which they see these ANC people one after another are called corrupt. One day it's going to explode. Now, he doesn't tell us whether he agrees with the leader that drew a comparison between South Africa being an autopilot and a aircraft that could crash at any moment or not but i think the subtext of what he's saying is that the spirit of that trenchant description is one to be taken seriously that our leadership is completely completely asleep at best and useless and self-serving at worst which is a theme that was running out running throughout the speech delivered by the president 
And I think it's worth you, by the way, just Googling or YouTubing the entire speech and having a listen to it. But the idea that South Africa is an autopilot should be taken very seriously. I totally agree with former President Thabo Mbeki. The reality is that we have not collapsed despite the ANC rather than because of the ANC in government. I think that's true. But what's also interesting in the second part of the clip you just heard is that when many commentators like myself warn against us being complacent and thinking that the Arab Spring could never happen in South Africa, we are often simply scoffed at as doomsday prophets. And here you have former President Thabo Mbeki saying he takes seriously the prospect that we may yet have our own Arab Spring. And I think if you don't take commentators seriously, you certainly, as an ANC voter obsessed with your own party, should take one of your own elders seriously, if not analysts and scholars that have been making the same argument based on empirical rigor and analytical, interesting comparisons between ourselves and countries where revolution has happened. And it's not good enough to return to the motif of hope and keep thinking that we're going to pull ourselves back from the precipice because that is what South Africans do. And the warning that you heard there from the former president that an Arab Spring is a live possibility is worth taking seriously. Now, as I was watching the president, I thought to myself, it's quite interesting because a couple of days ago, President Cyril Ramaphosa addresses, addresses black industrialists and he has the following to say. We need to act decisively and urgently to end load shedding in our economy Load shedding that is causing such huge damage to our economy, but I'm sure you're going to tell us that load shedding that is disrupting your own business operations and frustrating your efforts to reach higher levels of growth. Like every other actor in the economy, black industrialists can simply not grow without a reliable supply of affordable energy. That is the reality and that is the truth. We know that. We have done much over the last four years to transform the country's energy landscape and bring new generation capacity online. But that is not enough. And we need to do much more and to move faster. That is why I brought together all relevant departments and entities to work on an integrated set of measures to add additional power to our grid in the shortest possible time. We are currently engaged in consultations with social partners on these measures and will soon be able to announce a number of measures that provides an effective response to the energy crisis. Now, isn't it interesting that the last thing, I mean, it's uncanny, right? I, I, I don't even know whether former President Thabo Mbeki had the speech in mind in part when he, when he was speaking um, at the memorial for, for Jesse. Because as you just heard at the end of this clip, when President Sodra Maposa was addressing black industrialists, he ends off by saying, I've put together a team, they're busy devising a compact that they will come up with. <laughs> and I thought to myself, it's fascinating. Just today, 
Former President Thabo Mbeke has told us that you can't keep your word. President Sol Ramaphosa, in the Sona, you said within a hundred days, a hundred days hence, there will be a comprehensive social compact to deal with unemployment, poverty and inequality. It didn't happen. So why the fuck, pardon my French, should any industrialist, black, pink, white or other, take you seriously and at your word that you are capable of putting together an effective team that will indeed come up with some sort of pact that ends with less energy insecurity than we are experiencing. All we have is a president who thinks that being president is about setting up one group after another to redefine a well-defined problem that we all are familiar with already, instead of getting on with the business of business and the business of government. And I think President Sal Ramaphosa's idea of governing is simply to come up with yet one more group of people that he needs to have having meetings one after the other, when in reality what we need is to actually deal with the technocratic weaknesses within the state and get on with the business of realizing the political mandate that had brought him to office in the first place. And so the last part of that clip that you've just heard from me is one you can't take seriously. Why shouldn't you take it seriously? Not because Eusebius is saying so, but because the ANC leadership elders themselves do not trust that President Sol Ramaphosa is capable of actually making good on his promise when it comes to one social compact after another that he is imagining will emerge. But the last thing I want to say is that the first part of this last clip that you heard infuriates me. I mean, the man looks at the black industrialists that he had gathered or who had invited him to their gathering and he has the audacity of saying, I know that you need energy security in order to be able to do business. I know that you are frustrated. Trust me, I know. That's the essence of the first part of the last clip that you've just heard. And that is vintage Sir Ramaphosa. He will come to the party and be the first one to critique himself as if he's not a president with impressive constitutional powers and a political and legal duty to govern. So he will arrive and as a keynote speaker, he will think that all he needs to do from a spin point of view is to tell you that he understands your frustrations, which is the same reason why you went on a useless fact-finding mission just to tell us the obvious, that he understands what some of the needs are on the ground when it comes to some of our power stations that are simply not doing what they should be doing, which is to produce energy. But he knew that for years, as someone that was in charge of the war room that was supposed to problem-solve the energy crisis within the country. So it's all about aesthetics, a photo opportunity to appear as if you are working on a Saturday, a keynote speech in which you say to business, I know your frustrations, not being able to have a secure supply of electricity in the making of your products and services. But in the meantime, he's not actually leading and actually governing. And for me, there's only one conclusion that comes out of this entire bit of analysis based on Thabo Mbeki's speech today, which is to say that the real conclusion of Thabo Mbeki's speech is that if you care about South Africa, you cannot possibly vote for the ANC.